season four, episode 13 of the Potter Discussion. I'm your host, Oscar, and here on the Potter Discussion, we discuss some of Harry Potter's deepest and darkest theories, tidbits, and little easter eggs you might have missed and you probably did. Today's theory is a continuation of last week's theory. Now, we did answer that question, is Jacob a squib, but we never kind, we never really got to that second part. This theory is about what Jacob's magical descent really is. We know that if he is a squib, that means that he is of magical descent, but with no powers. So if he is of magical descent, who is he magically <laughs> descended from? We never got that answer. So today, that is a question I will be answering for you. But not only is this episode a great theory... This is also a tremendous moment for Potter discussion history. For the first time, not only my my voice will be talking, it is going to be one of the listeners listening right now who will be giving his input later in this episode about who Jacob really is and what he thinks of Jacob. So definitely stick around for that. And if you want to do the same thing, send me an audio recording of yourself telling what you think of a specific character. And I will do a theory on that character and include your audio clip in that episode. So send me an email with your audio clip in it, thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com, and you will get a chance to be in a future episode. So I am looking forward to this. Without further ado, let us get into the theory so you can hear the audio clip and the theory itself. Let's go. Jacob Kowalski is the friendly baker from New York City who discovers the world of magic and is never the same again. He's also packed with surprises. As covered in the last episode, I think that Jacob Kowalski is a squib, a person with magical descent, but no magical powers. After that theory was finished, I just looked onward. It made perfect sense. Jacob was a squib. We know everything. He was way too involved in magical practice to not be somewhat magical. He even has a magical ancestor, right? Well, not to our knowledge. There was something so huge here, I just couldn't pass it up. It might seem insignificant. So what? Some random wizard is in Jacob's past. End of story. And that's what I thought at the first stage of this theory operation. But the info I found led to a person that could not go unnoticed. Jacob Kowalski is a descendant of Helga Hufflepuff. If you don't believe me now, you will in a couple of minutes. We should begin by breaking down Jacob's past and how it ties in with everything else. An unknown fact about Jacob is he actually came from Poland. We meet him in New York, but Poland is where he originated. That brings us a whole lot closer to Wales, where Helga grew up. Coincidence? I don't think so. But house location doesn't seal the deal, so what else do we have? Well, let's look more closely at the name Hufflepuff. What does Huff remind you of? 
well, nothing at first, but something does come to mind. He'll huff, and he'll puff, and he'll blow the house down? If you still haven't caught on, I'm referring to the story of the three little pigs. The one doing the huffing and puffing is the big bad wolf. So what does a wolf have to do with Helga Hufflepuff? Wolves are very common around the area in Wales where Helga Hufflepuff lived. And if you still don't see the connection, here it is. The only other common animal around that area was a badger. And I'm willing to bet you've heard of badgers and Hufflepuff being very closely related. That shows just how much the things that are close to Helga matter. That brings Jacob living in Poland a little bit closer. The second part of that word is puff. That meaning is a little more obvious. Helga Hufflepuff was known for her fruit charms. Puff might mean puff pastry. And that is where you think of Jacob. The baking of puff pastry has been in his family for years. What else could we possibly need? Well, we've connected Jacob to Helga herself, but not really any other Hufflepuff descendants. So let's see what we can find. The other known relative of Helga Hufflepuff is a lady that goes by Hepzibah Smith. We meet Hepzibah in the sixth book when Harry is taking private lessons from Dumbledore and goes into the Pensieve. In the memory, Hepzibah reveals she is a direct descendant of Helga Hufflepuff. So what connects Jacob and Hepzibah? Here. The last name Kowalski literally translates into son of Smith. That's just too perfect. And I mean, come on. So that's the theory and wow. There's just so much so much information that was all jumbled together. I should uh, straighten this out. So first son of Smith that's crazy that Kowalski actually means that and Hepzibah Smith, son of Smith. And the way I was kind of thinking about it is maybe Hepzibah married into the Kowalski family and she had to change her name, but that would still go with son of Smith because he is technically a descendant of Hepzibah too, if he's a descendant of Hufflepuff in the first place. So the son of Smith kind of goes both ways if he isn't actually in that kind of realm of being related to Hepzibah too. And also with the uh, deal with the badgers and the wolves, I think Hufflepuff is kind of everything that Hufflepuff is. Like I said before, its connection uh, with uh, wolves and badgers and where Helga lived, that is pretty, it goes hand in hand with where Jacob lived, Poland. So it kind of all just kind of goes together because they lived in such a close area to each other. It really makes sense that they would have some form of connection. But I think I'm going to leave that explanation up to someone else. That's someone else being the listener who sent in their audio clip. So here is 90 seconds of what this person thinks of the connection between Jacob and Helga Hufflepuff. Take a look. 
I think that Jacob Kowalski is like a very, very like enthusiastic person. He's not like hyper. He's like kind of like a calm businessman meets like a canning factory worker, which he is because he works in the canning factory and he wants to become a baker. I think that Jacob and Helga Hufflepuff are really similar because, one, Hufflepuff's golden cup, Hufflepuff's golden cup is able to turn, like, vinegar into wine. He's a baker, and, like, she's, like, the plates at Hogwarts are made out of gold. Hufflepuff magic. And, like, when I, when I envision Hufflepuff, I kind of envision, like, this plump, like, very, like, cheery woman, kind of like Professor Sprout. So that's, like, they, like, since Professor Sprout's the head of Hufflepuff House. And Hufflepuff and Jacob have, like, a very similar life because, one, they're both, like, kind of, like, the, like, back character. There's new, like, shining in front of Jacob. And then there's just, like, Gryffindor, Slytherin, and Ravenclaw, like, all in front of Hufflepuff. Malfoy's had in the first book. If I was a Hufflepuff, I would go home, wouldn't you? There it is. There is the audio clip from a listener. And that was awesome. And I think that he got so much right. If Jacob and Helga are related, they would share some of the same characteristics. And they do. And that just makes this theory all the more stronger. If both Jacob and Helga have a passion for food, that just makes it even better. And they're both very loyal. And as he, I think the best part of that explanation was how they were back characters. Jacob was technically a main character in the actual movie, but he never was, you know, the star of the show. He was always somewhat overshadowed and wowed by what other people could do. And it seems like that's the same for Helga Hufflepuff. Even her house reflects that value. Slytherin is the house for people who are cunning and have ambition. Gryffindor's for the brave of heart and courageous. Ravenclaw is for the geniuses. And Hufflepuff is just the house for everyone else. It may sound cruel, but the everyone else house actually has the some of the most loyal and hardworking people because they know they have to do more to succeed. And that I'm not saying the Hufflepuffs are bad, but they just have much more motivation to do right. And that's kind of the same thing with Jacob. He, um, I think, it was, this is a deleted scene, so he was talking about where he came from, and it wasn't, he didn't live in a mansion, he didn't have all this, like, a kitchen staff and all that kind of thing. So, coming from the place that he did, he came really, really far, because he was just kind of poor living in Poland, and that's a really big leap. Poor living in Poland to then being, uh, well, a candy factory worker, sure. But in New- in New York, it really helped his situation to just work really hard. And that's exactly what Helga Hufflepuff did and does. And that's what Jacob Kowalski does, too. 
So, because these two people are just so tightly connected, it's almost impossible for them to not be the same. One final thing I wanted to touch on before we close up shop is how far back Helga Hufflepuff lived in just time and how far forward Jacob lived in comparison and what that means for just the wizard and muggle community in a relationship. So if that somewhat magical ability was transferred down over a thousand years, there is no telling what else could be. If so much of that magical power was retained in the family that Jacob, his, like, something parents, somewhere up there, because, of course, a thousand years, you can't be a squib over someone who's a thousand years. So, it might be that Helga Hufflepuff affected his entire family. Maybe his brothers are squibs. Maybe something else is a squib, because Helga Hufflepuff lived so far back in the timeline of his family. So it's just crazy to think how much of an effect she could have if every, like, a ton of families have this kind of far back connection. And we saw that Jacob, so Jacob's a squib. Helga Hufflepuff lived a thousand years ago. Just think of all the different branches of the family tree that went off of Helga Hufflepuff and how much of an effect, if Jacob could be a squib, how much of an effect could Helga Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff have on his ancestors? And that's just crazy to think that just by existing, Helga Hufflepuff created like Hogwarts, of course she created Hogwarts, but also new, they allowed Newt to save the New York City, stop Grindelwald, and eventually kind of save the Death Eaters, and it wasn't direct, but how good all these really old wizarding families have such a big effect to this day, even though they lived thousands of years ago. And I think that that's a perfect place to end this episode. If you have any questions, comments, theories, or <laughs> audio clips that you want to be featured on a future episode about a character, shoot me an email, thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. That is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. If you could just scroll down, tap the five stars, and even write a review, that would make my day and help me so much. And in that point three seconds, my day is made. Make sure you also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss another episode. And if you want my ultimate guide to a perfect Harry Potter marathon where I give you my two favorite Easter eggs from every book and movie to make your watching experience just a little bit better and be joined onto the monthly newsletter giving you two insights onto my favorite theories of that month, click the first link in the show notes and your first name and email and you are in. Well, that'll wrap it up for today. As always, use this information to your advantage, and I'll see you later.